Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new unsettling stories taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. I'm a 24-year-old woman, and this is a bit difficult for me to talk about, but I think it's important to address. So my parents split when I was young. Neither my dad nor my mom had their acts together, which in turn caused me to not have my act together. From a very young age, I was drinking and experimenting with recreational drugs. I was just falling into a cycle that my family has always been in. My mother had a tendency to sleep around with anyone that would give her the time of day. This meant inviting some really creepy guys into our home. I think it's important to mention that she was a drug addict and didn't consider any of the danger involved. I had been arrested a few times before the age of 15 for either fighting or underage drinking. It's pretty clear to say that I was a mess. One night, my mom and her occasional boyfriend were waiting up when I stumbled in the door drunk. This was the moment that I realized that I needed to change. Pretty much unprompted, my mom's boyfriend pushed me down and then pulled me into another room of the house. My mom began banging on the door and begging for him to let me go. To this day, I still can't forget the sinister look on his face. It gives me chills just thinking about it. It was the face of someone who had bad intentions. It was a slight smile, and I swear it's burnt into my brain. He said something along the lines of, I'm about to show you why it's bad to let your mom worry about you. I screamed. He kept coming at me, but I put up a fight. After a few minutes of constant struggling, I scratched him in the face, and that enraged him. Thankfully, my mother had phoned the police, and he was arrested before anything serious happened. There was this one cop that was always present when I got in trouble. He was around 60 years old at the time. He was tall, stern, but very warm, almost like a grandfather figure that I never had. I remember he was always giving me shit for my behavior. That night, he was there as well. My mom was taken into custody along with her boyfriend, so I was sitting and waiting with him while they were getting my story. Then he said something to me that I'll never forget. I'm really sorry about all of this. I'm sorry, but you're not going home. And then he told me, it's time for you to change. Do you want to end up like her? Or do you want to be somebody? I told him that I wanted to be somebody. I wanted to break that cycle. I was put into foster care, which was a horrible experience at first, but it ended up being what I needed. Me and that cop stayed friends until he passed away about a year ago. I always went to him when I needed guidance. I'm happy to say that I've been a corrections officer for the past two years because of him, and I'm pleasured to honor his memory by pursuing a career in law enforcement. Also, losing me was what my mom needed to get her act together. She's been sober for 10 years and now married to a wonderful man. While this was difficult to share, and while I know it started out very bleak, my hope is that somebody going through the same thing that I was finds this somewhat encouraging and finds the strength to change their path in this life. 
I'll try to be as brief as possible on this one and stick to the relevant events that are giving me this feeling. But the latest event happened last night, and I didn't get much sleep, so my apologies if I ramble or am unclear. My wife and I recently purchased our first home together, after the birth of our daughter. Everything was as you would expect it to be for the first few months. Painting, decorating, renovating, basking in our newfound slice of the American dream. You get the idea. Unusual things started happening several months ago. One day as I was getting home after work, I passed by a strange truck two or three houses down from ours. I say strange for a few reasons. We know literally everyone in our small neighborhood, and I'd never seen this truck or this person before. There's no reason for through traffic to come down our street, and the truck was driving very slowly. Like, put it in drive, but don't press on the gas slowly. As I pulled in the driveway, the truck flipped a U-turn and came back towards my house. As I was getting out of my car, the truck crawled by, and the driver stared daggers at me as he passed, before he sped off. I don't like to judge based on appearances, and I like to think that I don't scare easily, but something about this guy's eyes gave me one of the worst feelings I've ever had in my life. Obviously, this was a weird experience. I mentioned what happened to my wife, telling her that we should be more mindful about security. When I told her about the type of truck, my wife said, That same truck drove by earlier, and the guy stared at me when I got home this afternoon. I thought he was just being creepy and checking me out. I tried to tease her a bit to lighten the mood, calling her cocky for assuming any guy driving by was checking her out. I just didn't want to freak her out although I definitely was. We saw the truck a few more times over the next couple of weeks, either driving by slowly or parked down the block and facing our yard. But one day, the truck stopped driving by, and we haven't seen it since. I sort of dismissed the whole thing as me being paranoid. But then other things started happening. In the past month or so, my wife and I have been hearing tapping on the windows at the front of our house at night. It's happened two or three times to each of us separately, and always around 11 p.m. Always soft, but a distinct tap, 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 tap. It sounds like knocking with a single knuckle on the metal part of a screen door, if that makes any sense at all. The first time that my wife and I heard the tapping together was last weekend. We were in the front room playing with our daughter around 10.30, just about to settle her down for bed. Our front room has a large, almost floor-to-ceiling window running the length of the wall next to the front door, which faces the street. We were all sitting on the floor with our backs to the window, reading our daughter a book, when we heard it. Tap, 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 tap. Now our house is older. Creaks and cracks are not uncommon. But the sound was so distinctly intentional that my wife and I immediately looked at each other and bolted up out of the room. I had my wife and daughter lock themselves in a back room while I turned on all the lights and did a sweep around the outside of the house. Of course, I didn't see a thing and was ready to dismiss the whole thing as more paranoia over something that likely had an innocent explanation. Until last night. Around 10 p.m., we heard our daughter making noise in the baby monitor 
I waited a few minutes to see if she would settle down on her own. But when it became clear that she wouldn't, I got up to put her back to sleep. The layout of the room is important to visualize for this next part. The room is on the side of our house, but the exterior wall juts out a bit in an L shape, and the corner of this L is made up of windows. If you're standing in the door to the room, you're directly across from these windows in one corner, and there's a rocking chair in the other corner pointed towards the front of the house. One window faces the street, and the other faces our neighbor's house. A garden bed planted with small shrubs wraps around the outside of the house directly underneath. I was sitting in the chair getting my daughter settled down. I had a lamp on so the room was softly lit. Once she fell asleep, I stood up to place her back in her crib when something caught my eye. There was a figure standing about a foot away from the window in the bare space between the shrubs and the house, and they were staring at us. I didn't look long enough to see anything more than what appeared to be a man in a light gray hoodie standing a few feet away, separated from us by only a single pane of glass. Sprinting from the room, I brought my daughter back to my wife and I's bedroom, leaving her there while telling my understandably confused wife to lock the door. After turning off all the lights inside the house and turning on all the lights outside, I began moving from room to room. Peering outside the windows into the darkness, I couldn't see anything out of the ordinary. Whoever it was must have taken off after seeing me notice them and made a quick exit. Obviously, I had some trouble sleeping after this. I spent hours checking security cameras and going from room to room, looking out windows into the night, hoping, but also not hoping, that I would see anything that could explain what had happened. This morning, I went outside to the spot where the figure would have been standing. I thought, hoped, maybe there was a plant or something that I mistook for a person. When I got to the spot, though, I realized the figure had to be standing exactly in a bare patch of ground, about two feet in diameter, directly in front of that window. Part of me is still hoping that I'm being paranoid. The mind can play tricks on you in the dark seeing things that aren't there, especially when you're a sleep-deprived new parent. But with everything that's been happening, I can't shake the feeling that there was actually someone out there last night, watching us. Please, let me be wrong. This is a story that I don't even know where to begin with mainly because it never occurred to me that something like this was possible. Yet here I am. Since the age of three, I knew this one girl named Emma. We were originally in the same preschool together. Later, we attended the same elementary school. We were never really close until we turned nine or ten, because we got into the same group of friends and soon became best friends ourselves. Not really surprising for that age. We'd hang out a lot, pretty much spend all the free time we could with each other. I knew that Emma had problems at home. Her mother was an alcoholic and an addict, even though she denied it all the time. Most of the time we'd spend on the streets. However, rarely we'd stay at my place when it was raining or during storms and blizzards. But we never entered her apartment when someone was at home, and even then never stayed longer than 10 minutes. My mother suspected that she was stealing stuff from us, 
we noticed a pair of golden earrings had gone missing shortly after Emma had been over, and we never found them again. My mom asked me to be more careful around Emma. Eventually, I noticed what my mother meant. Emma would come up with these really out-there excuses to stay in my apartment, like saying that if we ever went out in the rain, she would catch a cold during her period, and in the future she wouldn't be able to give birth due to that. I wasn't a dumb kid, but I decided not to call her out or lend any credibility to the obvious falsehoods that she was stating. One afternoon in the summer, I decided to bring up the topic of Emma's family again. She took me to her home, and there was no one there. Everything went normally, so we began hanging out there more often. I noticed a lot of empty alcohol bottles and syringes around, but it wasn't my place to pry. One of the next few times that we went to Emma's house, I had noticed two extra pairs of shoes at the entrance that weren't there before. And when we left the doorframe and entered her apartment, I saw a woman and a man sitting at the kitchen table, smoking. I knew that Emma's father wasn't in the picture anymore because he died when she was two or so, so I assumed that that man was her mother's friend. Is that my name? You've changed a lot. Such a pretty face, this woman said. I was so weirded out as she and the man stared at me intently, eyeing me up and down. My body, my face, everything. I was pretty sure that I had never met her mother before. So maybe she saw me in a kindergarten album or something? After that encounter, Emma started acting really strangely, asking about my parents' full names, where exactly they worked, whether I have extended family, persuading me to go to abandoned places. She would drag and beg me to go to her place several more times where I met her mother and that man again. Weird comments, especially about my body, happened pretty much every time. I told my mother about Emma's behavior. I didn't tell her about the weird stuff with her mother, and she banned me from hanging out with Emma completely. Shortly thereafter, once Emma and I had stopped talking, her mother took her from the school and transferred her to another one. Fast forward a month or two later. It was a regular morning. I was heading out to school when suddenly an old beaten-up car pulled up near me and a woman got out. I couldn't see her face clearly due to a scarf being wrapped around it, and I assumed that she was just a passenger getting out of her car, so I continued my way towards the school. However, I hadn't even made it more than a step past the car when this woman firmly grabbed my arm. She started saying something about my mother being in the hospital and that I needed to go with her. Her voice seemed familiar, as well as the pieces of her face that I could see. She also said full names of my parents and that she's related to me on my uncle's side. She even said his name. I freaked out and began pulling away from her refusing to get into her car. So she grabbed me by the shoulder, placed her palm over my mouth, and attempted to drag me into the car. That's when I saw the driver was that man from Emma's place. I bit the woman's hand as hard as I could, thrashed about until she let go, and I ran all the way home. When my mother got home, shortly after I did, she was furious after being alerted that I never got to school but she quickly calmed down when she saw my state. My clothes were torn, 
my arm heavily bruised, and I was sobbing uncontrollably. I was never an emotional kid, rarely even showed mild emotion, so this stood out even more. I explained everything that had happened, and she showed me an old photo album with all the relatives that she could dig up. She asked if I recognized that woman anywhere, and I didn't. Since this time, my mother hasn't said a word to me about that, and we just pretend as if it never happened. Today, though, I stumbled across Emma's Facebook, and there on the front page was a photo of her and her mother with that f***ing scarf. I had denied the possibility that it was her throughout my whole childhood, but here it was, proof that makes it impossible to lie to myself anymore. I need to let this out because my mother never got me any psychological help after this, and I had just bottled it up for years. Why did Emma's mom do that? Did Emma know? What were her intentions if she got me into that car? And how would my life have changed if that were the case? All of these questions are constantly on repeat in my head, even a dozen or so years after this occurrence. I think the coldest part about my constant wondering is that the more that I think about it, the more apparent it is to me that I'll never actually know the true motivation. I'm proud of myself for how I responded in that moment. And if I could go back, the only thing that I would change is that I would have bitten that woman's hand even harder than I did.